All right, everybody, Abel here back with another video. And in this one, we are gonna be once again talking about my recent diet to the leanest condition I've ever gotten into in my life. You've never seen me this lean. Hell, I've never seen myself that lean before either. And as you can tell, things are getting serious because we even have a whiteboard. Now, in the last video, we went over the biggest lessons that I've learned from getting this lean. And in this one, we are gonna be delving into the actual process a bit more. There is actually a third part that is gonna come up to this video where I'm gonna be talking about what my plans are going forward, how I'm going to quote unquote bulk after this cutting phase and how I rebounded or didn't rebound in terms of weight gain and fat gain after the diet. As you can tell, I'm still looking like a normal person, so that's kind of a good sign. And of course, if you're new to this channel, my name is Abel, SSD Abel, which stands for Sustainable Self-Development, and we talk about a lot of things related to building muscle, losing fat, and the most pragmatic and sustainable way possible so that you can actually keep up your results for the rest of your life. So if that sounds interesting to you, then hit that subscribe button down below and that bell notification icon so that you're up to date on everything that's coming up and I won't have to do all kinds of clickbaity thumbnails so that I get you to click on my videos. So first of all, big picture first, the diet that I did lasted for about 12 weeks and I lost about eight kilograms, so about 17.5 pounds to get down from about 84, 85 kilos down to about 76 kilos or so. As far as what that meant in terms of the actual physique that I achieved, I went from looking like this to looking like this. Hopefully my video editing skills are not gonna fail me here. So as you can see, I looked pretty good from the get-go and I've just gotten much, much leaner essentially. Now, I really want to make this video valuable for you and I want to give you some idea as far as what you could be expecting if you wanted to embark on something similar. And for that, I wrote up here the different stages of dieting or the different stages of any kind of fat loss journey. And on the actual physical transformation side, we have three different stages that we can distinguish in between. The first one, as you can see, is going from a place where you're unhappy with your physique and unhappy with yourself to a place where you're essentially living up to your standards. This range could be very, very wide and it's also very individual. For example, if you're currently overweight or obese and you think that you could be doing much better or you feel like you should be doing much better, simply going to a non-overweight physique might be that spot for you. Or maybe you're at the moment 20% body fat, you cannot see your abs at all, and you feel like you should be at a place where at least you can see your abs. That might be that stage of dieting for you, going from 20% body fat down to maybe 15% body fat. Or maybe you're in a place where you can see some abs, you're in decent shape, but you feel like you should be doing better and you get down to a very decent six-pack level leanness. Or maybe you're lean already and you feel like you should be at a place where you should be maintaining a shredded condition all the time. This is very, very individual. Then we have the second stage of dieting and that is hitting a new PR, personal record, as far as your physique is concerned. And that is going to a place where you've never been before. That is a new challenge for many people. That is something that is going to make you face things that you haven't faced before. And that is a place where you have to be very strong about your why, your actual reasons for why you're doing this. For example, if your previous best was simply not being overweight, then going down to the place where you're seeing your abs, for example, is a really, really big PR for you. If earlier your personal best was maybe seeing some blurry abs and an app cage, 
and now you want to get down to the point where you're seeing a legitimate six pack that is your new PR and if you're like me you've been down to a very decent six pack level leanness before but you've never been to the place where you're like pretty diced and peeled that is your new PR. And then we have the final stage, which is essentially refining that new personal record. So you not only pushed your physique to a place where it's never been before, but you're going even further and you're refining that new place that you've arrived to. And again, this is all very, very individual. For example, for me, the place where I've gotten to is something where I've not only hit the leanest physique I've ever, ever had, but I've even went further and I just kept testing the waters in terms of how far I can push myself. For me personally, this was the furthest I've ever gone, but for others, this might be laughable. I mean, other people might be looking at the condition that I've achieved at the end of this diet and they might be saying, man, like the way you're looking there is me when I'm completely letting myself go during the holidays or something like that. Now, corresponding to that, as far as the internal process of dieting is concerned, there are three stages as well, in my opinion. And the first one is the stage of empowerment slash excitement. That is the initial stage of dieting where you're committing to the process, you finally decide that you're going to change things for the better, you're finally committing to it, sticking to it, you're developing new habits, your eating habits are changing to something more positive, you're experiencing positive changes in terms of your appearance, and that bleeds into different areas of your life as well. You're gaining more self-confidence. That is a really, really cool initial stage of dieting. The second stage here is the stage of facing new obstacles and facing uncharted territories. When this initial empowering, exciting phase is over, so maybe you've done the first one or two weeks of dieting, that's when you're starting to face some obstacles which maybe you haven't faced before. For example, maybe you're getting your first cravings. Maybe you start to miss certain foods that now you're not eating. Or maybe you had the first couple of days when you're getting a bit hungry. Maybe you had the first day when you wake up in the morning and you're already kind of hungry. You're looking forward to breakfast. Maybe that is a feeling that was new to you up until that point. Of course, needless to say, all of this is modified by experience and reference point. For example, if you've already dieted down to 10% body fat a couple of times, these things are not going to be new to you and you're going to anticipate them. But if you've never seen your abs before, getting to this place is going to look kind of scary. For example, for me, when I had my first cravings and I started to miss certain foods, I didn't even really blink when that happened because I've been there before, I knew how that felt, so I knew that that is just part of the process. Much later, when, for example, I started to develop regular sleeping issues and some not so funky things much deeper into the diet, that was uncharted territory for me. So it's not necessarily the case that you're going to face these challenges at 15% body fat and these ones at 7% body fat. This is all very, very individual and it's gonna be modified by experience and genetics, of course, and just what your current reference point is. And then we have the last stage of diet, which really you should only be facing if you are going through something extreme or if you have a really good reason to get to a place where these things are warranted. And that is the stage where you're just fighting tooth and nail with your body and your mind. And once again, for me, this came at the tail end of this diet in the last couple of weeks where things just really got rough in terms of my energy levels, sleep quality, how my relationships were affected. A lot of those things turned for the worse. But hopefully these things are not something that you will have to face when you're going through your fat loss journey. And once again, that is why it's important to have good actual reasons to get through something like that. Because if you don't have to do it, 
don't do it. And you can go through maybe the first two stages of dieting, experience some mild discomfort, but nothing crazy and unmanageable. Now, how this looked like in my particular case is down to about 82 kilograms. So I'm gonna be putting up a picture here. I look like this, pretty lean, pretty good. Probably if I actually shaved my body, I would have looked even better. But up until this point, it was pretty smooth sailing. It was really nothing crazy. I was dropping fat pretty fast, pretty easily. I was not tracking my macros. I simply modified a couple of food choices. I switched to lower energy density foods, more high fiber, high water fruits, vegetables, less of the starches, more lean protein sources, less of the full fat variants. And making simple changes like that, eating more mindfully, was enough to get me into this kind of a condition, which looked good, and for many people, that's all they want. But I wanted more, so I needed to go through some more difficult stuff as the process unfolded. And at this point, I had to switch to macro tracking, simply because I noticed that I was basically completely plateaued. I hit a one or two week period where my body weight didn't go down and I could not see any changes in the mirror either. And also in other means that I was tracking my body fat loss and body composition changes such as calipers and waist measurements. None of those things were signaling any kind of change. So I knew that something had to change. So at that point, I backtracked my calories and macros and I saw that, okay, at this point I'm eating 26, 2700 calories, which from experience knew that that's just not a very effective number to shoot for if I want to drop fat effectively. So I tracked my macros down, I put together a simple meal plan that I could follow, and I just followed that from that point onwards. Now this meal plan and this bit of macro tracking that I did was enough to grant me some further pretty smooth progress. And I went down all the way to 80 kilos, so I dropped another two or so kilograms of fat, and it was pretty smooth sailing up until that point. And when I arrived here, I'm gonna be putting up another picture here so that you have an idea where I was that's where things started to get tough. And that's where I really started to fight with my body and my mind. And the harshness of the diet, the rough periods, the low energy levels, the chronic hunger, the sleep issues that I was running into more and more, those just became a regular part of my days. And there was not really much that I could do against them except getting out of the deficit. That is where I pretty much had to accept that if I want to get even leaner than this, then I simply have to accept that things are gonna suck for a little while and I simply need to be patient and perseverant and I just need to stick it out until the end of the diet essentially. Now I could go into a lot of nasty details about how my well-being started to suffer and how things just got worse and worse, but suffice it by saying that essentially the way people think about why dieting sucks or what makes dieting hard, such as hunger, such as cravings, such as being bored by your diet, and maybe a couple of bonuses like having low sex drive, having crappy workouts, my comment would be, man, if it was only those things that got affected, it would be super, super easy. But it went way beyond that. Essentially, any aspect of your life that you can think of and anything that you can think of that you think you're doing automatically, such as going for a walk, commuting, talking to someone, nodding your head, having a decent conversation with a person that you like. Basically, at some point, nothing was automatic, nothing was natural. Everything that I did during my days became just more effortful and more difficult. It was not a very fun period, but that is something that I signed up for, so I just had to stick it out until my photo shoot rolled around, I guess. Now I have something funny written up here and that is the hero's journey. And that is because I actually realized that I'm a hero. 
Just kidding, it's not because of that, but it is because basically any kind of new challenge that you're taking on, for example, a diet, you can compare that to a movie character or maybe a video game character that you're controlling who is taking on a new challenge and is going on a new journey. Basically what a hero does in a movie is that he goes on a journey, he gets closer and closer to his goals, and along the way he faces newer, more difficult obstacles. And those obstacles will look differently for everybody. For me, for example, the moment where I realized that I needed to track macros was a really difficult one mentally and emotionally. Because if you think about it, for the past two or so years, I essentially not track my macros at all. That was a very important step in my case to overcome a lot of the disordered eating issues that I had in the past. So I became emotionally attached to being someone who is not tracking macros. And also that kind of became part of my SSD brand that I advocate learning to actually control your body composition without constant calorie tracking. And having to let go of that during this diet was actually emotionally very difficult for me. And by the way, if you're curious why I needed to start tracking macros, I've said it before that up until a point, up until a certain level of leanness, you can do perfectly well without any kind of calorie or macro tracking if you adopt the right habits, make the right food choices, and adopt certain behaviors that are required for that. But if you want to take your physique to a new extreme, whatever that extreme is for you, then calorie tracking may become necessary. Basically a good analogy would be if you have an apartment like this one that you're renting, it's just a regular apartment, it's sold out for a reasonable price, and you just want to make that apartment look much, much nicer. You don't really need to do any kind of extreme stuff for that to happen. Basically, you just need to clean up, maybe you rearrange a couple of furnitures, and you get it done. Your apartment looks much nicer, your friends are coming over, commenting on your apartment like, wow, this looks much better than it did before. Now, if you want to all of a sudden transform your apartment into something luxurious, something that could be featured in a magazine or something like that, that is going to require some more invasive stuff. Maybe you need to invite some construction workers over, you need to blow out a couple of walls, rewire things and whatever, and it's also gonna cost you some money. And that is kind of the analogy that applies to macro tracking and your physique transformation as well. If you just wanna be beach lean, if you wanna be the guy that is in the best shape on the beach and you just wanna look awesome for the summer, you can get that done without calorie and macro tracking. Trust me on that. But if you wanna get into the condition that I've gotten into, unless you're genetically very lean or you just have a unique gift for getting super lean very efficiently, for most of you, that is probably going to require calorie tracking at some point at least. Now for the end, we have miscellaneous because I got a lot of specific questions about my calorie intake, about how my training looked, what foods I ate and a lot of things like that. And unfortunately, these things that I always get the most questions about are the least relevant. Because for example, what was my calorie intake? I can tell you, it was 22 to 2400 calories. Does it help you? No. Even if you weigh the same amount as me, even if you're the same size as me, that's not gonna be relevant for you because we have different genetics and different needs. So what is probably more relevant for you is to know that I was shooting between 1% and half a percent of weight loss per week, and that was working pretty well. And for me, that is the calorie amount that gets me there. I was not doing any kind of formal cardio. I was simply 
aiming to slightly modify my day-to-day -day energy expenditure just so that I'm a little bit more active. So I have a step counter on my phone and I know that just by getting through my regular days, I get in about 10,000 steps and if I up it a notch, then I can get in about 15,000 with not going too crazy with trying to find extra minutes in the day to go for walks and things like that. So I aim for about 15,000 steps a day and that was enough to make me lose fat at 22 or 2400 calories. And some of you might think that that's a lot for someone who gets down to 76 kilograms. For some of you, that might be very little. What you need to understand is that the absolute calorie intake really does not matter because if you're losing, say, 1% of your body weight per week, that is not going to be comfortable regardless of what your calorie intake is because that means that you created a sizable energy gap, an energy deficit. And an energy deficit is an energy deficit and that is going to feel uncomfortable at some point regardless of what your actual numbers are. My training, for a good while, I did not need to modify it at all, so I kept the volume, I kept the intensity of effort, I kept the rep targets, all of those things the same for the first, I would say, two-thirds of the diet. Now, near the end, I started to lose strength really fast. Initially, it was only absolute strength that I lost, but relative strength still stayed intact, and then eventually I started losing relative strength as well. And eventually I needed to drop my volume somewhat because I was just not recovering from my training anymore. And near the end, it was not super pretty how my training sessions looked like. I was basically just trying to get through them. And that is something that unfortunately a lot of people face during the harshest stages of a diet. But for a good while, it was nothing crazy that I had to change about my training. And that's what I would recommend for most of you guys as well. For as long as you can, keep things the same because if you're maintaining your strength and you can keep your performance up in the gym, that is a good indication that you're mainly losing fat and you're not losing or maybe even gaining muscle. And then lastly, I just wanna to touch on food choices. I simply modified energy density in the beginning of the diet and like I said, that was enough to keep the fat loss going for a good while. I simply switched from higher energy density foods to lower ones. So instead of oatmeal, I started eating more fruits and berries. Instead of things like potatoes, I started eating non-starchy vegetables and more fatty protein sources got switched out for leaner ones. I ate some kind of fun foods like some frozen shrimp thing which had some random fillers which made it really nice and fluffy and delicious but it has some abysmal carb to protein ratio something like seven grams of carbs and seven grams of protein per 100 grams. So things like that I replaced to more pure protein sources and initially, those simple changes were enough to keep things going. Then later on, when simply eating lower calorie foods was not enough and I was simply too hungry to just eat intuitively, if you will, and keep dropping fat, then I put together a very simple meal plan for myself from the same foods and I just limited my quantities somewhat more and I just followed that for a couple of weeks. And honestly, that was enough to keep me going up until the very end. The only difference between week eight and say week 12 was that I was just a lot hungrier eating those same very foods. At the very end, probably if I didn't track how much lettuce and cucumbers I was eating, I could have easily eaten too much of them and eat myself out of a deficit. But again, that is just the reality of getting down to very low levels of body fat. So the way in which this video was structured Hopefully that gives you an idea that these things, the very specific numerical stuff, like what is my calorie intake? How much protein do you eat? How many sets do you do in the gym? Those things are the easy things. You could read about all of those things in a simple ebook that might be 10 pages long 
And if that solved everything, then nobody would have fat loss problems ever in the universe. But the thing is, these things, the psychology, the adherence, second guessing yourself during the process, should I up my calories now? Oh my God, the scale stalled, what should I do? Am I just retaining water? Should I drop my calories further? Or should I maybe increase my step count? Should I be doing some extra formal cardio like HIIT or something like that? Those are the real things that make a fat loss diet challenging, especially if you're taking it to a somewhat extreme level. And again, for most of you, if you just master these initial phases of your diet, if you manage your food choices properly, and if you manage your mindset properly, you will never have to face these harsh ramifications of a diet that I faced near the end. Really getting down to a very nice six-pack level of leanness doesn't require you to suffer and to fight tooth and nail with your body. And if you do want to go through something extreme, so you want to get down to say 7% body fat, that's fine, but it's really important to define your why, to really get clear on what your actual reasons are. In my case, I knew that I wanted to have a decent photo shoot, which was long overdue. I mean, I've been into fitness and lifting for eight years. I've been in the fitness industry for about five years. And what's funny is that I actually interviewed a lot of bodybuilders on my podcast, like Steve Hall, for example. And I just honestly wanted to know, I was curious how it feels like to go through something like what they are going through. And I didn't even take it as far as they did, but now at least I have a better idea. And to be honest, it was also really nice to hit a new personal record with my physique. I mean, this is a completely new benchmark that I hit. And when you hit a new benchmark, it's important to pause and celebrate that, especially because as a natural lifter, you don't get that many of these benchmarks. So I am really satisfied with what I achieved and the process was really tough at times, but also really fulfilling at times. So this concludes my 12 week long shredding diet to about seven, eight percent body fat and about eight kilograms of weight lost. Hopefully this was informative to you. In a couple of days, an hour long podcast episode is gonna come out, which is gonna discuss a lot of these things in even more detail. So hopefully you're looking forward to that one. And then a final part three of this fat loss journey is gonna come out where I'm gonna be discussing my plans going forward, how I transitioned out of the deficit, how I transitioned into a lean bulking phase and how I plan to quote unquote bulk for the rest of the year and put on muscle and manage all of those things. So hopefully you're excited about that one. If you're looking forward to my video about my bulking plans, then comment with a yes. And then I know that it's actually worth my efforts. So hopefully you enjoyed this guys. If you did, then comment and like the video. And if you're interested in working together with me and getting through a fat loss journey yourself or just progressing towards your fitness goals, then you can check the link down below. We can hop on a call and discuss whether I am the right coach for you and you're the right client for me. And we can take it from there. With that said, guys, thank you for your attention and see you in the next video. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, then please, once again, consider dropping a five-star rating on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me and it would be truly helpful. And if you're interested in more cool stuff, then you could visit my YouTube channel. If you type in sustainable self-development podcast there or even SSD podcast, it will come up. 
And if you're interested in working together with me, then you can check out the Calendly link in the show description. There you can book a free call with me. We can hop on that call, chat about your goals, challenges, determine if we are a good fit. And if that is the case, then we could be working together going forward to get you to the results that you want. So that's all I had to say for today. I hope you enjoyed this once again. And with that, see you next time.